0: Hey guys, just wanted to take a second before today's episode and let you know about an online event that I am running Saturday, January 28th. It's the voice acting workshop where you'll have a chance to practice commercial reads, work on character development for animation, and get hands-on guidance from me. So if you want to be a voice actor, head on over to joshuaseth.com slash workshop, or click the link in the show notes now, and I'll see you there. Change into voiceover champions to save the voiceover world. Hello, everybody, and Happy New Year. We are back. First episode of 2023, and I'm so excited. I've got lots of great voice actor guests lined up for you in the weeks and months to come. My name is Joshua Seth, and if my voice sounds familiar, it's because I'm the voice of Ty on Digimon. And I was very active as a voice actor in the industry In the late 90s and early 2000s. And then I left to go on tour with my live mentalism show, toured all over the world. And now, after a bit of a break, I am coming back and interviewing all my old voice actor friends and new voice actors that I meet on the Comic Con and convention circuit in order to learn from them how the business has changed, what is working now, and their secrets to success, which I am sharing with all of you. So, welcome to all the new listeners. Alrighty then, a few announcements to make before we get started with today's guest. This weekend I will be signing autographs at Otaku Fest in Miami, Florida all three days, January 13th through 15th. This is a big convention with a lot of the biggest stars in voiceover and anime and video games and I'm proud to be among them. So if you're in the Miami, Florida area this weekend, definitely stop on by. That is going to be a great convention. Then the next week, I'm doing two live mentalism shows, January 19th in Herkimer, New York, and January 20th in Niagara, New York, before flying down to sign autographs at the Trading Card Game Con in Houston, Texas, January 21st. And second, that is going to be A very short night for me between the show in Niagara and the show in Houston. But going to make it happen. And one last announcement. February 5th, I will be signing autographs in California at the Simi Valley Toy and Comic Fest with a lot of the Digimon cast. It's going to be kind of a, a Digimon cast reunion at that event. It's one day only, February 5th. So if you're in Los Angeles or Ventura County or Simi Valley, or Santa Barbara, or anywhere in my old hoods out there, definitely stop on by and check us out. It's going to be a good time. And I'm really looking forward to seeing some of my old buddies and hanging out with them as well. Today on the show, we've got Aaron Dismuke. He's a voice actor, writer, and director based in Dallas, Texas, and he got his start voice acting at the age of nine as Hiro Shoma in Fruits Basket. Then he voiced Alphonse Elric in Full Metal Alchemist at the age of 12, and over the next 18 years, he's voiced over 200 anime roles in shows such as Dr. Stone, My Hero Academia, Devil is a Part-Timer, and Love is War. He's also written or directed for Attack on Titan, Fairy Tail, Ninja Slayer, Tokyo Ghoul, and Fire Force, among many others. So let's get to it. Here's my talk with Aaron Dismuke. So what is the Aaron Dismuke origin story?
1: Uh, uh, so it, it starts with nepotism, basically, uh, as as to a as lot There's so many of, good
0: origin stories. Either start with nepotism or you, you were uh, like abandoned as an infant and, and uh, left to the wolves to raise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it made you strong. Yeah, right. Uh, so uh, for me, uh, I was nine years old and my cousin, Justin Cook, was directing a show called Fruits Basket. Uh, Funimation was a very young company at the time and so- you know in his defense he had i think maybe five like women who could do little boy voices in a pinch and i think he'd gone through all of them because fruits basket has a, a lot of characters what do you mean in his defense oh, well okay so i you know Basically, I will occasionally be like, "Oh, somebody cast their cousin when I see a bad performance." <laughs> and that's uh, you. You're and, the cousin. And I'm the cousin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I feel like I have to defend him, and he's not uh, just trying to throw a bone to his cousin. Yeah, and, like perpetuating privilege and sure. shit. He did not have very many actors, and no one there had a kid. Yes, <laughs> no one knew uh, <laughs> any about children. Funimation. Nobody mm-hmm. was banging down the door to try to audition for for Baby mm-hmm. Funimation at the time. These days there are thousands of actors. And if you wanna find a kid actor who's down to do anime, you can find one, you know? Sure. Uh, yeah, also they watch
0: just... it now. They didn't even know what it was back yeah. then, 20 years ago. Was it 20 so years I, that you've been doing this about?
1: It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 21 now, I think. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I was so pretending you, so you... to read Lord of the Rings and he was like, you're literate-ish, uh, come, come in and try this out. And I tried it out and, and I guess I, I was able to sound like I wasn't reading at least. And so right I, I mean you had, had innate, you had to have had some innate you had
0: have some innate talent or the first job would have been your last so it's yeah. not all on nepotism it, you could take a little credit <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: but I don't know you know we all when we listen to our old work we're like we're like Phew. I mean probably maybe maybe not you only because I don't, work really <laughs> I don't listen to
0: any I of my work I don't listen to any of it I'm busy I'm I'm busy making stuff you're either a, you're either a maker or you're a consumer. You're a creator or you're a consumer.
1: Yeah, what's that? What's that saying? If you're uh, if you're depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. Yeah. 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 If you're if you're happy, you're living in the present. I think that's the third part. I don't remember. Unless your sure. present
0: sucks, you know, that's assuming <laughs> that your present that your present
1: is good. Yeah, um, unless you yeah. just got hit by a truck. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so now you grew up in texas obviously and you still live there yes any plans to ever uh move or is your whole life from birth to death your entire career and everything going to take place right in the little hamlet the little (laughs) tiny village in texas uh, where it began
1: i've gotten to do conventions since i was 15 and so i've gotten to travel enough uh it's almost like it's almost like like Anime's given me wings, but there's a chain on them because I have to come back to Texas once a week to record more anime. Uh-huh. And if I don't, then I stop doing an anime and then I stop going to conventions. And <laughs> right? so I get to travel as much as I want as long as I live in Texas. Or, you know, I yeah. can try LA sometime and, and I may yet. Uh, but for now, I, I like it here. I yes,
0: that's the devil's bargain here. that you have made. Yeah. <laughs> you get the wings without having to drink the Red Bull, but you have to uh-huh. return to Texas once a week. This That's sounds right. like the the setup for a Stephen King novel, honestly. Yeah. Maybe you're still in the beginning chapters of it and the bad things haven't emerged from the sewers yet. Perhaps. We'll, we'll check back in at some point and see how, <laughs> when you're 40, <laughs> see how it's going.
1: I remember there was a moment where a very prominent actor gave me his agent's information. Uh, when i was like 14 15. and i also remember that i didn't end up getting an agent until i was like 20. um and is that you know, because you didn't that's... feel
0: you were ready for it
1: it's honestly what what the biggest obstacle was making a voice reel. i didn't know how to start setting about that um and I, yeah, I do also think that I, I was struggling with some feelings of inadequacy because because in school theater, I was doing all this voiceover stuff, but in school <laughs> theater, I uh, I had crippling stage fright.
0: Do you think that these feelings of inadequacy are stemming from having gotten your start as a result of nepotism? And second part of the question, do you feel you'll ever be able to overcome? these feelings of inadequacy Uh, where they just sort of woven into the fabric of your personality and part of what makes you, you.
1: Yeah. I think uh, you gotta, you gotta mix in a little imposter syndrome into, into the cocktail that makes any actor uh, or or else they just go wild, you know? I don't know that that's
0: true. <laughs> I don't know that that's true at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I acting kind of, is, in, you,
0: we're all imposters, right? We're pretending to be someone else. That's part of the deal. This is true. Yeah, um, what kind of whiskey is yeah. that, by the way?
1: Oh, it's kombucha.
0: Kombucha? Yeah. Uh, okay, because I saw you taking sips from a brown flask, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> Aaron is really, <laughs> he's <laughs> letting it all go, He's. <laughs> Getting loose for the for the podcast. And I'll I appreciate somewhere. that, by the way. I'm not here to judge, okay?
1: So, uh, no, no. It's this is this is a probiotic tea, sir.
0: A probiotic tea, okay. That's
1: right. Uh, with blood orange carrot and ginger.
0: Does it taste awful?
1: It tastes powerful. It makes you feel alive.
0: But does it taste awful?
1: <laughs> no. 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 I've
0: never tried it uh, but I've been told it tastes it. like dirt.
1: No, it, it tastes more like fermented dirt. dirt.
0: Better than yeah. that? Yeah, Kombucha. Fermented dirt. There yeah. you go. Not okay. Either. All right. We'll, we'll ask we'll, we'll ask the uh, internet what they think about this yeah. when this is actually <laughs> How did voice acting lead to directing? How did you end up directing? And uh, is that something that you want to do more of?
1: Yeah. Um so I had just graduated college, and I was a history major because that was the best way for me to graduate in three years, which is kind of a deal I had made with my parents.
0: You chose um, your major based on your ability to do it quickly.
1: Yes, that's Very correct. efficient. Okay, I, I just wanted a bachelor's degree, and I like history. Yeah. I'll add that. Um, but I ended up my senior year building an entire second minor of of English. I just took a bunch of writing classes. And I loved it. And I, I also won a short story contest that year. Um, and my dad was like, have you thought about... This is after I moved back in with my parents, having graduated from college with my very useful history degree. As you um, do. And I'm waiting tables. And dad's mm-hmm. like, have you thought about sending that story to Funimation? And so I s- looked up who the head writer was and sent it to him.
0: Right, because they already um, knew who you were. You'd already been voicing with them for years.
1: Yeah, and so... He thought the story had a decent voice, and so he brought me in uh, to do a audition script, which was a script that he himself had written years before that. Uh, and then we sat down and compared my version and his. Uh, mm-hmm. And I remember like line four, he pointed at something and he was like, "This is where I decided I'd hire you." I was like, "Oh, cool. oh,
0: So you had um, an aptitude for it. The writing,
1: I guess. yeah, so the writing
0: um, led to the directing because you already knew. You were already so intimately familiar with the episode.
1: Three directors asked me to substitute direct for them before I uh, actually ended up doing it for one. I said yes to all three, but the first two, I was like, I mean, if you're sure you want to use me. And then the third one, I was like, okay, apparently you shouldn't say if you're sure you want to use me. Right. Uh, or like imply that you don't <laughs> well, have the experience. Was this the direct
0: episodes that you'd already written?
1: That was the other thing. That's what made me confident with the third yeah. director is that for that That's one. That's what I would think it was a show called fairy tale and I had written like 50 episodes of this show. So I knew that I could speak authoritatively about where the characters are coming from. Right. And I also knew because I'd spent a lot of time, you know, I write the episodes and I'm, I'm talking out loud with the read that I have in mind. Um, And so I, in a sense had already self-directed for every single character on script. You knew,
0: what kind of performance you wanted because you rehearsed it as you were writing it, which you'd kind of exactly. have to do in order to yeah. place the plosives and get the lines to fit and come out right. You you would have yeah. to, to some extent, say it as you're doing it.
1: And, and that's the only way I know to do it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, otherwise I'd be very bad. I, I seem like a maniac when I'm writing anime Mm -hmm. scripts
0: you're doing all the voices Um, yeah that's mm -hmm. great and do you enjoy directing is it something you want to pursue and continue
1: yeah i like it um it's you know it's it's one of those gigs that's it's a it's currently set up to where it's sort of this like steady gig thing and so you know it's just trying to find enough time to commit to doing a whole show again at some point. Right, is right. It's kind of difficult. So, right now, I'm just sub directing for some people that I I like and, you know, uh, have worked closely with before and have a good relationship with. Yeah, so, acting doesn't yeah, require I know.
0: nearly as many hours because it's just one or two roles instead of yeah, all of them. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense.
1: It's all it's right. 20, 20 hours a week for an episode. To thirty hours a week for an episode is how long it takes to record one to direct one episode of anime. Typically,
0: yeah, and and for recording even a main character, it's never going to be more than four hours.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Yeah. As somebody who's not just an actor, but you know, has also directed and written and so forth, what's your take on on fans having uh, making such a connection between the talent and the character that they portray? For better or worse and when that when that turns bad it's when they hate the character that suddenly all this vitriol comes out for
1: the actor yeah i i think it, it it's something that i like will try to gently correct if i get into a real conversation with a fan without like i don't want to undercut their like energy and their excitement like they're having a good time i don't want to be like well listen you know I'm a language option in one version of this thing that wasn't my idea or the first actor's idea. It was the mangaka. That's who you should get really excited about. That's the person who owns the character. You know, that conversation can really make somebody be like, oh, okay, I'll just go then. (laughs) It's like Uh,
0: pouring a lot of cold water on their fandom. I mean, it's technically true, but then again, they're having that emotional response in part because of the piece of you that you're bringing to the role.
1: Yeah. And, and uh, you know, a, a lot of like, I do think that a lot of uh, an actor's job is to just not get in the way of the writing. Like, don't don't break their immersion. Don't don't make it about you make it, you know, keep it about the character, that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. and that said, it's that task, that humble task of don't get in the way of the writing is actually pretty hard. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm still proud of the work that I've done.
0: <laughs> That's why um, the acting part is uh, essential. <laughs> yeah. It requires the of... ability to act, which means inhabiting the character, not yes. putting yourself in in place of the character.
1: Yeah, and silencing all of the little, uh, you know, the, the egotistical voices in, in your head. Like, I remember when I was a, a kid, especially a teen actor, I got all these hormones and stuff. Uh, so much of my, my brain was, was focused on what does the director think of me? Do Mm. I have a place in this? Can I actually pull this off? Am I good enough? Mm -hmm. And, and when your thoughts are full of that, your thoughts are not full of what are my motivations? What's my relationship to the person I'm speaking to that sort of thing. You know,
0: I'll tell you one of the best things that I did to improve the quality of my own acting was learn self-hypnosis and meditation
1: because
0: it teaches you to quiet your mind and get out of your own way, and when you don't have those thoughts running through your head, or at least you learn to not comment on them and just let them pass in and out of your consciousness, it frees you up to be more present, and being present allows you to respond and react and emote more with more purity.
1: Yeah, I, I, I wanna ask you about that, so what's the, like, Self-meditation, where do I start if I want to – or self-hypnosis, where do I start if I want to, like, learn more about that?
0: When I left voice acting and I went on tour with my mentalism show, yeah. sometimes, uh, like, for theaters, they need two hours. As a one-man show, one hour was the, the magic mentalism stuff, and then the second hour was hypnosis. And I wanted okay. – I, I, I want I, – I am – I'm a big believer in the pursuit of excellence. And, yeah, yeah and that, like, that's – the journey that we take as artists is to is to always be on the path and never at the destination so I didn't want to just do hypnosis I wanted to to really learn it and I became a certified hypnotherapist and I wrote a book Mm -hmm. on hypnosis and I put out all this you know content and did lectures and and things as well as the shows so I mean I learned it from the inside out but it's really not as difficult as 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 people think and you can't You can't get stuck in a trance or change your personality, (laughs) and it's all bullshit. Uh, Really, it's just it's quieting (laughs) your mind, going into theta brainwave state, which is a highly suggestible state that is then guided by the voice of the hypnotist, making suggestions with an outcome in mind. That's how it's different than 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 meditation. Meditation is clearing your mind through the repetition of a mantra or something like Om, you know that that helps to anchor your 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 breath and your consciousness on the thing that you're saying repeatedly like om oh. but with yeah. with hypnosis it's coming externally and so there can be some behavioral benefit like like to improve your sense of self esteem or make any sort of behavior change yeah. so it you know it really just requires understanding how and why it works so you don't get in your own way and self sabotage and then committing to doing it repeatedly until it becomes habitual, and then, yeah. hopefully, eventually, as I have learned has happened to me a long time ago, is you start to live in a somewhat meditative state all the time. Yeah, and uh, and it's a, I think it's just a better way to be because like your life becomes a moving meditation, and then all things are possible. Uh, it's not a matter of judging. This is a good situation. This is a bad situation. I'm doing what I'm supposed to, or I'm not. I have goals. I don't no. you're just, you're <laughs> on a journey. You're on a journey and there's things, you know, emerging as you continue through yeah. this path and they're in the service of the journey. So you don't need to judge them or overthink them anymore. And then when you bring that to your acting, it, it just changes. It changes it because you, you're not thinking about making choices. The choices are coming from the wellspring of emotion that you're bringing to the role. Yeah, yeah. It's not thought it, they're not choices coming from your head, they're coming from your heart if that makes sense.
1: It's the what's that word? Um There's a word for flow state. Have you ever heard that mm-hmm. phrase? Yes,
0: that's that's the same thing. Yeah, be, yeah. or being in the zone. Being in flow, it means being in theta state. I'm not claiming that I'm in it all the time. Nobody's in it unless you're a monk or something all the time. But I'm familiar enough with what it feels like that I can get myself there pretty pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. I think it's something that people especially pursue in hobbies and and career choices. Like, you know, it, it's it's absolutely the thing that video games like try to manufacture they want to get you into a flow state where you start the game and then you look down and it's six hours it passed and you're like yeah that is what happens
0: it it is hypnotic like that Uh, then you have to question how you just use those six hours, though, if yes, yeah, and you yeah, hope that you your own self interest. That's why yeah, I don't like, play video games because I think I would enjoy it dangerous. too much and yeah. enjoy it too much, and then I got other shit to do. Yeah, so I, mm-hmm. don't, I don't do it, except I got my son a, an Oculus, and oh, yeah, that's I've enjoyed a
1: couple that's, of games on yeah, that. Those are awesome. Yeah, that's, I it,
0: mean, it's also immersive though, in that way. That's why I like being in a booth. Do you find that yeah. too? Because the rest of the world disappears, and you're just at one with what's occurring in that moment in the booth.
1: Have you ever uh, done voice work for a, a mech show where you're like a mech pilot?
0: Yeah, way early on. I, I mean, I was in some of the first oh. mech anime shows that exist, uh, like awesome. The the Big O was one. Um, I think something called Macross, Macross Plus, something like that. That one's sounds I'd have to familiar. Lo- I'd have to look at yeah. my IMDB, but, uh, but yeah, several of them. Back with When like- you're in
1: the booth doing that, that's the best for me, because it's, like, it's like your cockpit. <laughs> Right, you know, you can like you put can your hands on the walls. It's real, and... yeah. It because yeah, real. yeah, yeah. And you're looking but... at a screen, and so is the character. It's uh, I think diegetic is the word, where like the the sounds like a word you're looking at is the interface that your your character would be looking at. They usually sure. use that word for um when like they're listening to a song in a car in a movie, uh-huh. and then the song becomes the song that we're listening to in the theater at at, at like full volume. You know.
0: Right, 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 yeah. So
1: it's, it's where, like, what exists in the story sort of moves out of the story and into your life.
0: This has been your educational minute. <laughs> it's time for the lightning round. Hit me. Is there a role you've always wanted to voice?
1: Uh I would love to voice something in Undertale if it ever got an animated adaptation.
0: Who's your favorite voice actor?
1: Um... Uh, Steve Bloom.
0: Who's your second favorite voice actor?
1: You. Uh,
0: good, good answer. Uh... <laughs> <clears throat> All right, I'll, I'll definitely put this podcast out. Please stop the applause, but come on, you're embarrassing
1: <laughs> All right, next. Next!
0: Who's a voice actor you'd love to work with?
1: Uh... I want to make sure I get the name right. I think it's Logan Cunningham is his name. He is the voice actor for Supergiant Games. He does so much stuff for them. They did the Hades game, uh, Transistor, uh, Bastion. I'm obsessed with that guy's work. He's got crazy good range. And he seems to only work with that one company. i want what is, to try and lure him into anime. Someday. What's
0: the name of the company?
1: Supergiant Games.
0: Supergiant yeah. Games. All right. Yeah. Okay, and that concludes our lightning round. So I heard that you had a bit of a vocal injury during a session in the past year. And if you're comfortable talking about that, I think it would be very valuable to share because people don't realize how fragile their vocal cords and vocal apparatus are until something happens and apparently something happened to you.
1: Definitely. Um, So I was working with a new studio, so I wanted to impress them. Um, and I was working on a reprisal with this studio of a character that I had voiced earlier in my career, which is now long enough to where I have aged out of certain ranges. Mm-hmm. Um, and at a normal pace, I could have kept in that uh sort of 12-year-old range, that that super high-pitched range. But the character he had half the lines in every episode. Um he was a ball of anxiety. So constantly freaking out with mental lines. Um, mm-hmm. And so we a lot of loud, loud efforts a, and- A lot loud of loud, 12 year old panic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and high in and, your
0: and high in your register, so already straining to yeah. get there
1: and maintain it. And then uh, chasing as we mm-hmm. went every, every episode. So we would play the episode and I would just go down the script uh, and try to match everything. And then I would take a break while they placed it all yeah and then we'd watch it and do pickups was the, the yeah. system
0: by by the way for those listening that is very advanced that is very difficult so what you're saying is you wouldn't get beeps for each individual no take. Beeps. you just punch and roll and just yeah read it down the whole thing uh-huh. were you all you must have already been familiar with the episode or the script then
1: uh i did watch the episodes in advance because i was new to that process and so mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be ready uh, but i also i do script adaptation which involves a lot of of no beeps guessing how uh, whether words are gonna fit or not. Um, so, right. You know. So
0: you've developed an ancillary skill set that helps you to accomplish that. Yes. I've never done I've done that in a scene, you know mm-hmm. like let, like just keep it open and I'll hit everything in the scene and then they'll yeah. adjust and place it, but not for an entire episode. So do you feel that be- because of the the style of voice that you were doing, And the fact that you didn't take any breaks that that caused, what what was it? Just vocal strain or a rupture or a node?
1: Yeah. So, uh, what it's called, my, my condition is called muscle tension dysphonia. Um, and basically what happened is I sort of repeatedly, uh, so it was, it was, I did four sessions in a week because they had this super close deadline and stuff. And, uh, didn't ask for enough breaks. Uh, didn't warm up enough. There's a lot of things I could have done differently. But mm-hmm. at the end, there came a point where just something like clinched up, and I was like, "I can't." It was halfway through an episode, and I was like, "I can't keep going."
0: Wow, uh, that's I severe. Have to
1: stop. Yeah. And then from there, it kept hurting. Was it painful? Talk, and it, yeah, yeah. Every time I talked, it was painful. And then from there, and then and then I started noticing other stuff. Like uh, I would like. You know, I'm driving and I have to mm. check my blind spot and I would twist to just to look real quick pain. Uh, wow. And so it's it's a muscle tension issue that basically is where your muscles are prematurely clenched as sort of a protective instinct. Because like a charley
0: horse that's clenched and won't let go. But in yeah, your throat.
1: But in your throat. Uh, and the only real solution to it. I mean, you can do muscle relaxers a little bit, but the only real solution is, is therapy and time.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so that's the sort of the, the road I'm, I'm on. And the therapy
0: uh, will help you with the imposter syndrome. So you are killing two <laughs> birds with one stone, vocal therapy, different therapy. Vocal yeah. therapy. <laughs> different therapy. <Yes. laughs> So, so, and that's, I mean, it, is this something that you feel that now you're always going to have to be aware of so as not to injure yourself again, or that you've made a full recovery?
1: Uh I'm always gonna have to be aware of it, yeah. I think I'm mostly recovered. I'm at I'm at like a, a higher plateau, but but I feel like I'm you know whenever I do have to do like a big fight scene for work, mm-hmm. I know it's gonna cost me a little these days. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm you know, a little more uh selective about roles that I take. Uh which which I wouldn't have had to be if I hadn't pushed myself too far repeatedly to impress some new studio. So yeah, my advice to people Hmm. is stay very in tune with how you're feeling. And if a studio, uh, if if you're in a position where you feel like asking for breaks, asking to slow down, asking to move the schedule in a way that will protect your voice, if you feel like that's gonna upset the studio, hurt your relationship with the studio, maybe that studio isn't worth hurting yourself for.
0: I would think that's probably coming from within the actor themselves, not the director pushing them. I've never been in a situation where they're like, we gotta do it, we gotta get this done. Usually this break's already scheduled. Maybe, like you said, maybe you're just trying to impress them and yeah, yeah, costing you. But like you mentioned warm ups. So nobody wants to warm up and everybody should warm up whether or not they're a voice actor, whether or not they're in a recording session because your voice is a muscle and a very delicate one and one that you use all day long. But especially if you talk for a living, those vocal Mm -hmm. warmups and breathing exercises are essential. And you only need to do it for a few minutes in order order to make sure that everything is stretched out. Is not exactly the right term, but to make sure that you're taking care of yourself before you take care of the client.
1: And drink copious, absurd amounts of water. That's my other recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, bring, I bring a container everywhere I go.
0: Let's talk tech! <laughs> so, do you have a voiceover booth? Most people do, but then again, you live where you work, and it's where? Behind you. Oh, I can kind of see it there. Is that a studio bricks? It is. Nice. I can tell yeah. because it looks like little bricks in there. Very <laughs> fancy. Very nice.
1: Yeah. It's an investment in being able to theoretically work with any studio anywhere um Mm -hmm. and it's it's paid for itself so yeah oh of course it took a while it took more than a year to pay for itself but it did um
0: what what kind of tech do you have inside that sweet sweet studio bricks
1: i do a mac mini for Mm -hmm. my computer uh and then i have that hooked up to an apollo solo and a tlm 103 microphone
0: Mm -hmm. oh we have the same Um, mic
1: yeah, I I think that the standardization of the TLM one oh three with anime is is a great thing. Like yes, there's really yeah. you want to sound not just professional quality, but as similar to the studio that you're working with as possible, I think. And so I am
0: I'm interested that you have a Mac mini in there. I've I've not encountered anyone that did that because supposedly the fans can kick on. Is that not the case with the new Mac minis?
1: I believe it's solid state, but it's it's also not in there. It's uh it is not it's on physically table in there. Right okay, outside. it's out
0: yeah, yes. That's what I see. Yeah. My booth is behind the camera there, and the desktop is right in front of me for gotcha. recording the podcast.
1: So what you're seeing yeah, behind yeah. me is not
0: the booth. And what DAW software do you use? For auditions. auditions.
1: Yeah, Adobe Audition is what I use normally. Yeah. Um Same thing. I that, that's it's why expensive. I but it's twenty bucks a month.
0: This is part of life, and and as a, a voice actor, your expenses are very minimal. Like <laughs> you got your booth, your mic, some subscriptions. It's not that much. Try being in any other kind of business and see what the overhead mm-hmm. is.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I,
0: I hear I hear this all the time. Oh, it's twenty. I'm not trying to be you, but I am. <laughs> it's twenty bucks. <laughs> it's twenty bucks. <laughs> It's 20, 20 bucks is peanuts, man. If you're not going to make it back, like, oh, I, I can't take your voiceover class. It's too expensive. Like, get out of the business. What are you wasting your own time for? You know what I had? You know what I had? I had to freaking move across the country. There was no remote. <laughs> I had to move yeah, to yeah. LA and rent a place. My first demo cost me $10,000 because, because it was all union. I had to rent a, a union recording studio. I had to pay for the... Like the IATSE union engineers' time, yeah. And when they were editing it, like reel-to-reel tape, man, like with like splice yeah, points yeah. and all that. And then we had to master it. I had to have it professionally duplicated on cassette tapes. I had to have artwork made and placed in the cassette. Then I had to physically mail it out or physically drive places around LA, and it cost me ten thousand dollars. And People are like, oh, it's so much more difficult to be a voice actor now because there's so many more people doing it. Give me a break. Why were there not people doing it before? Because look what I had to go through to be a voice yeah, actor. Yeah. You couldn't do it. Living in Kent, Ohio, where I grew up, you couldn't do it. Living in Texas, you couldn't do it. You, there were only a couple places you could do it. Right. Like 20 bucks suddenly doesn't seem like that much, does it? Does it, Aaron.
1: <laughs> You're right. It's the principle of the thing though. I don't like subscription services. I think You wish you could buy
0: it. Sure. Okay. I wish okay. I could
1: buy it once and I'd yeah. spend hundreds, but but I I don't need it to update. I don't need some new gizmo or gadget to be attached. Well, for to that it.
0: matter, you don't need Adobe Audition at all. You could use Audacity.
1: You're right. You're but right. we
0: don't like the interface because it's Audacity not pretty. But Audacity
1: isn't pretty. Yeah. It's not pretty
0: and that's <laughs> I get it. (laughs) It's not pretty. And you have to, but there is something to that. Like you have to enjoy, you don't have to, but especially if you're in a creative field, you're more apt to create more stuff if you enjoy the working environment that you put yourself in. So if you have to pay a little for a nicer interface, perhaps that's worth it.
1: Yeah, especially because like if you don't audition for everything that comes your way, then you start to try to think of ways to incentivize yourself to actually audition. Um, if I'm, you know, if I just got back from a convention and I have script work to do and I'm subbing as a director and then I get this audition and I might be like, Oh, I'm tired. I don't know if I'm that good for that. I might not do it. And so any little thing that makes it easier to do it,
0: totally like having
1: the the booth in my, you know, right in my office area where I'm going to be at the computer anyway, um, or having a good interface or a good DAW software. Yeah. Anything can help
0: make it easy on yourself yeah. Right? Yeah. and have, and have something permanently set up so that you're not mm-hmm. spending a bunch of time and effort assembling and disassembling in between. Yeah. yeah. righty, then. Now it's time for questions from the fans. All right. now, some of these, some of these questions are uh-huh. very silly. You have very silly fans. I have to say. I'm ready. And we will start with Twitter. Glamour Bomb asks, how does it feel to have been voice acting from such a young age and continuing to grow as a voice actor since then? Now uh, she's making a big assumption there.
1: <laughs> that I've grown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. I do think I've, I've grown uh, could, because I've actually taken classes and done plays and, and uh, sought to improve. Um, and i've enjoyed that journey quite a bit um, i feel very lucky to be in this field it's it's a field that has afforded me um, freedom you know I, I don't have to work 40 hours a week at a job that i dislike and that means so much to me um, yeah yeah just the the freedom you're living the dream casual, baby it's amazing and you're living i'm, I'm the so dream. happy to be here and i'm glad i started early cuz yeah i'm i'm 30 and i'm making a living at it and i know sure. that for other people if you like, started it at 10 longer.
0: and most people start at 30 or they get it let's say they get successful by yeah. then then and then they quit by 60 that means you can quit by 40 and just be done <laughs> and you can retire to uh, an island off the coast of where where would it be
1: ooh ooh uh california I'm gonna be still in the states, still here. Is that true? No, South Australia. I've changed my mind. Oh,
0: all right, Adelaide.
1: I like their, I like their three party system. <laughs>
0: okay, I've enjoyed <laughs> my time in Australia. We probably did the same cons over there, right? Armageddon. Yeah, I
1: bet so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or right, yeah, I'm good about time. to do Armageddon. I think. Oh, it's great.
0: Hope. It's great cool. fun. Uh, let's see. Laura Young asks, "I love Aaron. He gives the best hugs." that's not really a question what's what, what
1: you know you gonna have to meet that? me to find out
0: yes what's your secret to hugs Aaron
1: uh, are you a hugger
0: are you just a hugger
1: I I I do like to hug I'm uh, just a fist bumper. I, I always I like I to keep my distance to, I ask and, and I wait for the second or third meeting before I'm really gonna go for a hug uh-huh. um, unless if you tell me something deeply personal and then I'll be like can I hug you And then my policy is is full frontal hug, Mm -hmm. uh, but pressure should only come from you know chest up.
0: All right, you hear so so I lean leaning. You heard it here first, folks. Aaron is into the full frontal. Uh, Get you canceled from all the cons. That's that's your out of context quote from this podcast. Moving on, Mason asks if it's not too late it's not i would be interested in knowing what approach aaron took in redefining his performances as he grew older Mm, so like the same character but you're getting older and your voice is changing is what i imagine
1: oh i i haven't had that many characters who i've i've had my voice change significantly for i haven't i've had one i was 19 or 20 when i was first in devil as a part-timer and they waited a decade to make season two um but my goal is was to be consistent there i didn't want to i didn't want to change how uh, how that character sounded because you, you of, changed he your own placement
0: to... instead of changing the way the character sounded
1: correct um, acting yeah yes uh in terms of how my overall performances are different um i try to think less about the way my voice sounds and more about the thoughts that the character might be having. I, I enjoy trying to replace my thoughts with the thoughts of someone else. So right. yeah, I, I'm just, the technical stuff is more settled and I can put that onto sort of the auxiliary function of the brain, um, which means I get to sp- use more of my processing power to just role play.
0: Processing power, got it. Moving <laughs> on to, to Instagram. Allegra says, please ask him about any upcoming love is war news and what we can expect.
1: Uh, I have, I have recorded things for, uh, season three. So season three of love is war. I wasn't able to do, um, because that's when I had my voice blow out because of the injury. Uh, Yeah. Clifford Chapin stepped in for me and did fantastic. A little too fantastic. If you ask me, uh, he did great. I'm happy. Uh, but I've now recorded everything in that season. And so now it's just a question of how and when it will be released. It might be on home video. It might be going online. Uh, Yeah. Stay tuned. And then for the movie that's coming up, I will definitely be in that.
0: All right. Full metal tiger. 57 asks, what role do you feel has changed your life for the better?
1: Almost all of them um, uh, I'll give it a 50/50 between Alphonse Elric uh, and Sinku um, because they're kind of similar for me. So Alphonse is the first character i voiced that went on Toonami. Um, changed and, your whole life. Yeah, and Full Metal Alchemist is still the biggest show I've been a part of by far. you know it's if it weren't for Full, full Metal Alchemist, I, I wouldn't know what Australia looks like. Uh, all right. and, and as someone who loves traveling like that's huge. Um, and then Sinku in Doctor Stone is uh, the most recent character I've voiced. He's he's the second main character I've voiced who made it onto Toonami. And so it sort of went full circle for me. And there's a lot of I find a lot of weird parallels between those characters. Like they both have blood seals and and there's little um, quotes that Sinku will have that reference alchemy, like equivalent exchange. So it's typecasting,
0: like you're saying you're typecast now.
1: <laughs> they are Wildly different characters, and yet, yes, I'm gonna say yes. yes.
0: Okay, Slugdies asks, can you ask him what his ideal pizza toppings are? No, no, I'm not gonna do that. I, I, I could care less.
1: Invade my privacy like that?
0: That's right. It's his own business. What you like on your pizza? I will ask. I will ask what your opinion is of pineapple on pizza.
1: Yeah, I've never, I've never done it, so I can't. What? I can't actually judge it.
0: Okay, now before this episode gets released, I expect you to order a pizza with pineapple and get back to me so that I can tell the fans. Double they want to know. They're demanding courage. it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's your assignment. And finally, Signet Card Guy asks, I would love to know who Aaron's favorite Spice Girl is. Actually, I think we would all like to know that.
1: Let me just Google real quick. <clears throat>
0: You're looking at your browser history?
1: One moment. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yes. pulling up your search my search
0: history of Spice Girls.
1: Yeah, my my last write-up on the Spice Girls. Uh my favorite is uh oh gosh, what if I pick wrong? I'm going to say uh ginger spice. Ginger spice. Today is that a good one? I don't think there oh, is I a hope ginger I chose spice. Well. I, I feel like I'm going to find out that she like did something terrible. Like She's a serial killer, and I really shouldn't have picked that one.
0: Is there really a ginger spice? How would I know? Why are they asking let's this?
1: See uh,
0: let's see. And on Facebook, Josh Kane asks, what is your favorite type of cheese?
1: So I recently had to stop eating all cheese. Um, are you lactose is-
0: intolerant? Are you very intolerant of the lactose?
1: They're trying to test if I'm lactose intolerant. And I guess they don't have a real sciencey way to do that. So they're just like, stop eating it for six weeks. And then every time I try to stop eating it, like I, I accidentally slip. Like I order fish and then the fish was cooked in butter. Or... I stopped
0: eating almost all dairy a long time ago. And I, at least in my experience, you'll feel better. Have more yeah. energy and stomach flatter, and it's just healthier, I think. You don't need it. Yeah. You don't need it. So you and, don't even I don't, love you don't even need to know whether are you treated. are intolerant or not to know that it's good to stop eating so much of it.
1: Yeah. There's a there's a soy-based cheese called Chow, C-H-A-O. I'm a fan of that fake cheese. Yep.
0: He likes fake cheese. Okay, we're cutting out everything else, and all we're going to say is <laughs> is that. Actually, I may lead with that quote. I may put that at the top of the episode actually. All right. Because I think it's that important. And one last question here. So you're a triple threat, an actor, a writer, and a director. So what's left for you? Is there anywhere to go from here? Or is your best work behind you? (laughs) Uh,
1: I'm currently using the freedom of schedule that I have uh, to sort of look at turning my hobbies into bigger parts of my life. So I've designed a board game.
0: Um, Ooh, tell us about that.
1: Uh, it's called Caves of Coria, tentatively. It might be called Dwarf Dice in the end. I haven't Ooh, I like Dwarf Dice. Yeah, Dwarf Dice rolls dwarf off dice. the tongue.
0: Yeah. Also, Coria, uh, you don't know how to spell it necessarily. Could be with a C, yeah, and, could be with a K, could be with a Q, U. you don't know. The dice, yeah. though? Everybody likes dice that likes games.
1: And it's a lot of dice. So it's the... The more dice, the better. Sort of unique thing about the game is you roll a landscape out of dice. So, like a green six on a of a die, like a, a six sided die, that represents a forest on sort of the grid. Um, and then you're you're just building a colony. You mine resources, um, and you sort of delve into a mountain, um, and you uh, fight the local goblins, and you are sort of racing to spread capitalism in this fantasy world.
0: Wow. How'd you think to come up with a board game?
1: Uh, what happened? I played a, a video game called Inscription that was based on, uh, board games. And I was just like, that is so cool. And then I, uh, just bought like a 300 pack of random dice and decided, sat down with a friend and we came up with something.
0: That's very cool. See, there is somewhere else for you to
1: go. You can. <laughs> yeah you can uh, that you and can, i'm working on a comic book too as
0: you well. can yeah. you can create your own anime based on the board game once that becomes popular and the whole thing will become full circle
1: can start a uh, a full franchise yeah if you said a comic
0: a, book the, the comic make book make should we'll be in the same it. world the dwarf dice world
1: oh, that's in synergy
0: the baby synergy
1: synergy yeah all right i'll work on it i'm thinking <laughs>
0: <laughs> you've already started the comic
1: and it's too late it's too late maybe maybe my next comic next comic yeah
0: make a comic that's set in the world of the board game all right that's how you create a franchise become a billionaire all right as we move toward the conclusion of this episode is there anything you could tell us about what you're working on now or or what's next for you in terms of voice acting
1: or directing Um. You can expect some more Kagi Asama from me, like I was talking about with that one fan. Doctor Stone is also due for another season in the next couple of months. Uh, there's a an American animation that I'm part of called Ruby, and they just announced a uh, mashup with the. I forget. It is,
0: it is the upcoming Justice League X Ruby
1: movie. Yes, so that's yeah. that's coming, and yeah, that's uh, very exciting—a real movie. Yeah. I am a small part of that. Um, There's so no small parts. Just small, Only small actors. actors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy. To I be
0: learned that from the Kaminsky not method. Part of
1: it at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty wild. I'm, I'm also just very excited to see it. Like it's it's a pretty strange idea to me, to be honest. Um, like those universes feel very, very far apart to my mind. That's I why it could be really good, honestly. Writers.
0: I mean, that, that's great, a great fertile field for creativity is to take two things that have almost nothing to do with each other and force them to work together in some yeah. way because things will occur that would that's, never have happened yeah. otherwise.
1: That's often the premise of a lot of comics, come to think of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right uh and oh comic-con appearances where can the fans
1: find you uh i'm doing setsu con on the 13th where's uh, that? anime corpus christi i do not know <laughs> uh anime corpus christi is in corpus christi again uh, that's in yes. february context <laughs> clues february. yeah um let's see i'm doing planet comic-con uh, on the 17th of March and GalaxyCon Richmond, which is in Richmond uh, mm-hmm. on March 24th. I'll leave it there. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Very good. That's that's a lot. Cool. Thanks for coming on.
1: This was great. Thanks, man. So is.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening. I've got a question for you. Have you ever thought about getting into voice acting yourself? If so, check out my free intro to voice acting class at voiceoverchampions.com and become a voiceover champion.